Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home, to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of Thrive in the Hive. Hey everybody, today we're going to talk to you about having a positive mindset. It's so easy to get dragged down by life and COVID has been so tough for people and I think it's so easy to fall into this trap of negativity and seeing the bad in things, but we really want to talk to you today about switching your mindset around and trying to have a positive mindset and trying to look at the world and searching for the good and looking for the things that bring you joy and make you happy. I just want to say that Suzanne is like a genuine certified champion in this because she's like a real life cheerleader all the time. So thank you, Suzanne, because (laughs) sometimes I just want to be a sourpuss and she's like my little cheerleader cheering me on. And uh, this is why we're such good friends. Um, Yes. Not just on the podcast, but in real life. That's right. Um, Yeah, so I want to be completely vulnerable with you for a minute. I was having just a day today, and I was feeling down, and everything was annoying me. Like, I texted my husband from work, and he could tell just from my text, he was like, did something happen today? Like, are you having a bad day? (laughs) And I was like, don't even ask. And honestly, I can't even really pinpoint exactly what happened. It's just like, it's, it's May. And we're teachers. It's that time of year. Yeah. And there are 5 million things going on. And this is the last week of baseball season. So there's multiple games, like makeup games from rain delays. And there are end of the season parties. And there's a million things going on at school for me and a million things going on at school for my my kids. And there are just, you know, all the things. And of course, my husband's been invited to several functions after work this week. So there's just a million things. And I feel like we're going in a million directions. And there's a lot going on. And Tonight, I was trying to get out of my little funk that I was in on my way home from work. I was giving myself a pep talk. And so I decided that we were going to be spontaneous. And when I got home, I asked my husband, I was like, what do you think about going to dinner tonight? There's this little restaurant. It's a pizza place right outside of our neighborhood that has a play set so the kids can play on it and just come eat. Basically, it means date night for us because we can talk um, while they're all playing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love those places. Exactly. I don't really care what the food tastes like. It's this place that's like safe and fun for the kids. And so I think my husband took one look at me and just knew that I needed that tonight. So we went (laughs) and I was having a little venting session with him just about like several different things. And 
Eli, our oldest, walked up and he's listening because he's at that age right now. And I vividly remember being at that age where you wanted to play, but you also wanted to hear what the adults were talking about. Oh, yeah. You don't want to miss. Yeah. You don't want to miss any good right. stories. So no. <laughs> I think I might still be in that stage. But he walks up and he's listening, but also watching the other kids playing. And I was talking about doing this podcast tonight with Bryce. And I don't even know what I was saying, but I was giving myself that pep talk that I always try to give myself before we record. <laughs> And Eli goes, mommy? And I was like, one second, Eli. So he waits a second because I'm trying to finish my story or whatever. Does he count? Does he go? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And then he tries again, mommy? And I was like, what, Eli? And he's, I noticed that ever since you started Thrive in the Hive, you use the word passionately a lot when you talk. (laughs) And I just, it was exactly what I needed because it totally broke the ice for me, pushed me over the grumpy edge. And I was laughing and happy after that. But it just really sunk in about exactly what Suzanne was saying just now, like your mindset. That's a huge, huge, huge portion of the battle, right? Yeah. When I decide I'm passionate about something and this is me and this is who I am and I'm so excited and I'm all in and clearly that's rubbing off on my kids. Like my seven-year-old noticed that I've been using the word passionately ever since (laughs) Thriving the Hive started. And I just thought that was just so telling and it just really brought me back to focus of why we're doing all the things, why we are working hard all day at work at our amazing regular full-time jobs and then coming home and doing our second full-time job of being a mom and a wife and then doing our third full-time job of, um, of doing Thrive in the Hive because this is what it's all about because this is one of my major passions and this does bring so much joy to my life and this does help me to stay focused and maintain that positive mindset even in the midst of a day that just wasn't the greatest, or maybe I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, I don't know. But just turning it around like that, it it was literally a split second of listening to my Mm seven-year-old for me to just put it all in perspective. And that's just magical for me. I think that's so cool. And good for Eli for you know, reminding you, our kids are little sponges and they're magnets to all that. And they pay attention to what we're doing. And if we are in a funk and we're grumpy and negative, we're going to bring the whole house down. But if we have a positive attitude and we just flip that switch, it just brings such a lighter feeling to not just to yourself, but to everybody you live with. If you think about all the rest of the people in your family, I'm sure we've all had times where we've come home from work or come home from wherever and like we're excited about something, but maybe one of our kids or our our spouse or somebody has had a bad day, it just sort of sucks all of the life out of you. You're like, oh my gosh, I was Mm -hmm. so happy and excited. And now it's like, why did I, you know, why did I even come home? And when you experience that on the receiving end, then you can sometimes think, well, I don't want to be on the giving end of that. So I'm going to try to be happy and positive so that I can spread that joy and that lightness and feel happy. Now, of course, we're not perfect and we're all going to have our down days or moments or whatever when we feel just frustrated. There are definitely days, I think you and I both had a day like that today, where we were just like, ugh, about things. And I love May because both my husband and I have our birthdays in May and it's Mother's Day and everything else and there's so much to celebrate. But May is 
almost worse than December for me. Like I love both of those months and I love Christmas, but you know, Christmas is so hectic and everything. Mm -hmm. May is that way. And I think it's that way for everybody because it's the end of the school year. Everybody's trying to wrap everything up. Every teacher on the planet right now is freaking out about, oh my gosh, I have to get five more grades. I have to write my final exams. I have to grade the final exams. There's graduations. It's so stressful. And then all the students are feeling that because they have to take the finals and study for the finals. It's just like the whole world is so stressed out in the month of May. Anybody that has kids that are in middle school or high school and dealing with all those exams, anybody that knows a teacher feels the stress coming off of all of these people. And we're exhausted too. Everybody who deals with the school is exhausted at this time of the year. And so I think this is a perfect time to be talking about positive mindset because guess what? By the time this podcast gets released, it is probably some people are already just out for summer and some people are maybe a week off of it and the finish line is there. And then you can go into summer and just rejuvenate. And that's just a positive way to look at it. Just a few more days. Deep breaths. Yeah, we can get there. But positive attitude is not easy. And This is something that I have worked on myself. I'm going to be totally vulnerable here too. I haven't always been this way, but I just realized with age or just with, I don't know, paying attention to things and really analyzing like life is way more fun for me anyway. It's just way more fun if I can try to find something positive about the negative. So if something happens at work that I'm frustrated about or I don't like about it. I just try to think, okay, well, what is the positive in this? Well, I like the people I work with. So there's the positive. It just helps you feel so much better when you can find something positive to look at. Ironically, I was having a conversation with two different people today who were just both talking about how it seems like everyone around them is so bogged down by this very Mm -hmm. topic, by the stress and by everything going on. And they're crying or they're just like physically look down all the time and think about when you are in that negative mindset, how often that goes right along with having a headache. That's my big one is having a headache. I have headaches a lot, way too often. Feeling sick to your stomach, feeling tired, just like not functioning optimally. Like you want to go back to bed. Mm -hmm. And those are not fun days. And I don't think any of us enjoy feeling that way. And Sometimes, obviously, we're just genuinely sick because we've caught something or we have some illness or something, but there are so many studies that link stress and this negative mindset to not feeling well. So what if we turn that around? And what if we say no to stress and we say no to negativity and start to flip that switch in our heads and feel more positive and do things that make us happy and make us feel good and make others happy and make others feel good? I also have really worked on this in the last several months, especially, and it does make a tremendous difference on how I physically feel. And therefore, my attitude about life, how I treat other people, how I treat myself, Mm -hmm. all of these things are affected. It's like the domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. It's so weird. Like in the last week, I've heard multiple different people. Like I was listening to a podcast and the woman said this, and I had a couple of conversations with different people that just were like, oh, motherhood. It, It can be a drag. And... I'm not going to lie. I definitely had feelings like that, especially when my kids were really little. It's just, you're so tired and stressed out. And I think back to those days where 
I was completely sleep deprived. I probably had four or five years of sleep deprivation and I'm surprised (laughs) I didn't like crash my car or I don't know, really injure myself or hurt somebody else just because of sleep deprivation. You don't sleep through the night. Like I just got Alex sleeping through the night and I probably had maybe a year and then I was pregnant again and then I was uncomfortable because I was pregnant and huge because I got huge with Liliana like really fast. Like people knew I was pregnant before I was technically supposed to tell people I was pregnant. Your and body's so, just like, oh, you're doing this again. Like, All right. we're, go- we're doing it again. <laughs> let's go um, for this. Let's go. And then you have the second one and you know, they're eating at all hours of the day and night. And it's like years where you're just thinking, am I ever going to sleep through the night again? So you've got that whole exhaustion layer as a mom and even when your kids start sleeping through the night you're just tired as a mom or any parent even dads too but I think moms have more of this than the dads do if I'm going to be honest and everybody can think it's kind of a drag and one day I just had this idea so when you think about parenthood and not just motherhood anybody who's a parent you have this little person that's in your life that you get to shape you get to mold this person and there's a whole nature versus nurture argument and debate and all that kind of stuff but I really believe it's a combination of nature and nurture and a lot of nurture and when you think about all the things that you say and do and model for your children like they're little sponges and even babies are watching everything that you do When you have that perspective, I think it makes you think, do I want my kids to think of me or remember, like, do I want their memories of me to be, I'm grumpy, I'm angry, I'm tired, I'm a drag, or do I want them to remember me and tell their own grandchildren someday, well, your great grandma was happy and full of life and joyful and fun. I suddenly just thought, wait a second, I want to be the fun person. I don't want to be the one that's always, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I don't feel well. Oh, you know. And so that was what I think made me flip the switch and think about how I was perceived by my family. And I thought, I want them to know that I love them. I think they're amazing. And if I'm like, oh, I have to give you a bath tonight, they're not going to think that I think they're very amazing, you know. But to be honest, there were definitely nights when I was like, okay, my back hurts. I'm exhausted. I haven't slept in two nights. The last thing I want to do is give this child a bath. But then I think, but if I give them a bath and I give them the soap and I show them how to use the soap and I'm teaching them to be independent and one day I won't be giving them a bath anymore. And I'm not going to say I miss that. I mean, it was fun. But then you can think like all the funny things you can do and the memories you can make during those bath times, little splashing, you put the bubble on their nose, whatever. There's just so many fun things you can do and just get a laugh out of them. And then it makes you laugh. And all of a sudden you're having fun and you create a nice memory. So I just think being positive just helps everybody feel better, helps you feel better. And you're shaping these people so you can show them how to be positive and how to approach the world in a positive way. And if they're having a bad day, they see you, how you go, okay, well, this was not good, but I'm going to try to turn it into something good. You're just giving them a lot of lessons as well and helping them feel better. Yep. Helping them add some tools to their toolbox. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about like flipping the switch, we know Mm -hmm. firsthand that it's not that easy. Like you've got to work at it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a muscle that you have to tone and flex to get in shape so that you are able to think positively 
at least more often than you're thinking negatively is what you want to aim for, especially in the beginning. And Um, I think in the beginning, it's almost like me right now trying to do five push-ups. Like I'm shaking, but I'm trying. And those muscles will get good too one day. But the same thing, like you're right, the positivity muscle. And it's not easy. And I think like to me, you got to start with one. If you could just start to recognize like, ooh, this is one time I'm maybe not thinking positively. How can I turn it around? And then maybe then in a week, you try to find two thoughts during the day that you can turn around. And it is a muscle. It's not easy at first. But then the more you practice it, the better you get. And like me, someday I'll be able to do 100 push-ups because I'm going to keep I'm going to keep doing them. Right. All right. I'll be your accountability buddy. <laughs> Thank you. In addition to just kind of trying to retrain your brain, for me, the people I hang around with and the words that surround me have a huge impact on me. And I know that about myself. Uh, And I think a lot of people, this probably resonates with you. So I know there's a buzzword right now, and that has been for a couple of years now, is like your tribe, right? Find your tribe, which is huge. Whatever you want to call it, your friend group, your mom friends, your dad friends, your teammates, whatever it is, you have to find people or at least one person who's going to lift you up in these moments. And it doesn't always have to be, this might sound silly, but it doesn't always have to be an actual person who you can pick up the phone and call or physically visit with. I consider my tribe or my group of people, like I have a few close friends who I know are going to be my cheerleaders. I have some family members who I know are going to be my cheerleaders. I have some podcasts and some self-help book authors who like, I know like, okay, I can turn that on and that author is going to give me the pep talk I need to hear right now. Yeah. And it's huge for me. Like it's actually kind of scary huge for me because for instance, I finished a book that I love. I love this author and I read several of her books and I finished one last week. And so right now I'm trying to get into another one that's by a different author and I miss those daily pep talks that I got in the car on my way to work in the morning from that other author. I think that's fantastic. I think it's great that you know that and that you have people that that can do that for you because right. I think a lot of people don't have that. And sometimes you can't get a hold of the person, like the real life person that you exactly. need to talk to. And so there you go. You have your podcast or you have your author and if it's an audio book, too, you could just go back and replay a chapter or two. Right. That's exactly what I do. I literally, I have certain audio books. And, and actually, a friend of mine, another one of my cheerleaders of my life, taught me this trick because she listens to audio books. But I was like, gosh, I always, I, I hear these things when I'm driving and I can't like stop and take note or whatever. She was like, just take a screenshot at that moment in the book and then you can go back later and oh my gosh yeah how good of an idea is that so I I do that all the time now I have all these random screenshots in my phone but Uh it's because then I can later go back and find that exact spot in the book that I really want to go back and listen to over and over again I have that's a brilliant idea of books that I just like I could listen to them Mm -hmm. 30 times and I'm going to hear something different every time and like I just know it's like my anthem I love it. That's the beauty of literature. Exactly. There's always something new, even if you've read it 50 times. Right. Find these things for yourself that help Mm -hmm. you to embrace a positive mindset. You're going to fall off the bandwagon sometimes. Like you're going to have a day or you're going to have a week where you're just like, blah, and I get it. 
I get it. Reach out to me. We can commiserate together if you need a little. I want to be part of your tribe. Suzanne wants to be part of your tribe. Absolutely. Um, We're here for you. Yes. But just think about these things that you're adding to like your little toolbox. I know we talk, <laughs> we've talked before on previous podcasts about having your little list of positive rewards and negative consequences for your kids when you're doing life with them. Mm-hmm. This is like your little list of positive rewards. Like, okay, when I'm feeling down, this is, these are my party tricks that I can pull out and it's going to help to pick me up and change my mindset and help me to have a better day. And it works. And if you think that this sounds silly right now, try it and just tell yourself it's going to work work. and it's going to work. If you just tell yourself over and over again, it's going to work. It's going to work. My husband makes fun of me. I can't remember what we were talking about yesterday, but he said something and I was like, yeah, right. And he was like, Babe, you just have to tell yourself it's going to work and it's going to work. <laughs> it's so true, though. I it's say like, that all the time yeah. and he was waiting for a reaction. <laughs> it goes along with all that visualization, too. Right. You know what works for me, too, is music. So, like, on my playlist, I have a favorite songs and, like, super favorite songs, happy songs, because I know which ones I need for different times, right? right. So it's like favorite songs could have some mellow and some upbeat, but like my happy songs are all upbeat. They get me like, oh, I want to dance or whatever, you know? And those will put me in a good mood. And I know which songs I need to hear. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go play this song because I need a little pick me up. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. I think the other thing too is just to try to enjoy the basic day to day things because that's your real life. And I think sometimes we get down like, oh, I can't, like during COVID, like we couldn't travel and people get down and I love to travel. So travel's a big deal for me. And I know that makes me so happy and it rejuvenates me. Like, and even like just a day trip, anything just to go and explore and do stuff. It doesn't have to be a big, fabulous trip. But I think a lot of times we live for the big, fabulous events in our lives, the holidays, the weddings, the graduations, the birthdays, like the things that come around like maybe once a year or once a couple mm-hmm. of years. But your life is not really those things. Your life is like the giving your kid a bath and getting the dinner on the table and do, going to work. And that's really your life. So you have to learn to enjoy those basic things too. And you just never know like when you're going to create some memory that you never forget. And I think a lot of the memories that my family, things that we laugh about and we talk about are things that happen sitting around the dinner table or just something happened like in almost the kitchen. accidentally, right? Yeah. 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 So I like totally if you that. can make those things joyful and try to, I'm not saying that I go around going, we're going to make a memory for everything that we do, but like <laughs> you just be open to it and like, you know, okay, yeah, we're not traveling around Europe right now. That's a bummer. But hey, we're eating our Chick-fil-A around the dinner table. And that's awesome. Because it's a gift. It's all a gift. Every day that we're here is a gift. And every moment we get to spend with the people we love and care about is a gift. Inspirational. I love that. So our takeaway today is that changing your mindset is something that you can do. And a positive mindset will carry over to your whole life. If you have a positive outlook, things really will get better. And your action item for today is to be aware of how you're feeling and try to change at least one negative thought to a positive thought each day. And as that gets easier, add in one more and do two negative thoughts to two positive thoughts and just keep on going and building that muscle and flexing that muscle until positive thinking is just your way of life. Okay, so now we're on to our question section, which 
we have titled Thriving Minds Want to Know. And we were brainstorming ideas for how this is because Brianna said that we sound really ridiculous when we say, welcome to our question section. Yes. And so (laughs) it irks me. (laughs) So we were like, what can we name it? And so we came up with this one. So we're on to Thriving Minds Want to Know. This question comes from a listener in Florida and she wrote, with summer coming up, we're planning a road trip. But how do you spend hours in the car with little kids without them driving you crazy? Both of us have a lot of experience with this. I mean, my family is constantly driving back and forth between Houston and New Orleans. We go at least once every eight weeks, if not more than often than that. So, um, yeah, we we the Garcias are known for pretty mega road trips. So I've got my mom told me I should write a whole book about this. There you go. All right, I see it coming. <laughs> We're definitely gonna have to go into way more detail about this, but obviously you need to be organized. You got to plan a lot of activities that your kids can do in the car, coloring, small individual games, family car games, audiobooks, movies on iPads or some sort of device. I don't know. The list goes on and on. You got to have lots of activities for those kiddos to do while they're stuck in the car. For sure. I like to make it an experience. Typically when we go, it's all five of us going, but there have been some times when I just drive the kids myself and that's like another element. But I vividly remember, and the boys actually still talk about this. This was right before Amelia was born. I was driving both the boys over to New Orleans and we stopped at Cracker Barrel and I let them each pick out a candy. You know how Cracker Barrel has all those cool candies. Mm-hmm. And I was like so on top of it. When I was checking out, I was like, do you think to the, the little ladies who always check out at Cracker Barrel? Yeah. Um, I was like, do you think I could have two empty cups, just the disposable cups? And they were like, sure. They were so happy. They were talking about how cute the boys were and all that. Mm-hmm. So I had a movie ready to go because this was the beginning of our trip. So we had almost six hours in the car. And I got them each in their little cup holders on their car seats. I I put some of their candies in there and they had a blanket and it was an experience for them. Like it was fun because typically they're not eating candy in the car. They're not watching Mm -hmm. movies in the car. But this was almost like the kickstart of the the vacation for us, right? Because this was like part of the fun experience. It was novel. I don't normally let them buy candy from any type of gas station or anything. So that was an experience. So I just thought, you know, what's something that's harmless, but fun and is just going to make this easier on them and make it easier on me. And that was a big winner for us. I love it. Other things that you can do, definitely take breaks, let them out to play. We do a lot of road trips back and forth between El Paso because That's where my beautiful, lovely sister-in-law and her husband live. And there is a playground halfway between. And we, when the kids were little, we always stopped there for them to play because it's about halfway there. And it's just, it lets them out of the car. It lets them run around, let off some steam. That's great. Just letting them have some of that energy, that outlet. But yeah, just be prepared. Think about different activities that they can do independently, especially if you're the one driving that they have access to, or if you're the one driving, have a little caddy or box in the passenger seat next to you that you can just hand them one activity at a time. Try to keep it organized so that they hand it back to you before you give them the next activity and just keep them engaged that way. Packing your snacks, that's vital, and packing some activities for them. It seems daunting, especially, I don't know how long of a road trip you're going to be taking with your family, but if you just think about and compartmentalize, you can get through it and it can be a positive experience. Absolutely. And we will definitely do a podcast on this like very soon because there's just so many. I have so many ideas flowing through my head right now because we've done so many road trips. So lots of of tips. 
Perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us today and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.